Hey guys, I'm Adam Rapport, and this is the Bon Appetit Foodcast. All right, it is the holidays officially, which means it's time to talk holiday parties, which means we had in world-famous cookbook author and BA contributor, Allison Roman, along with Emil Stonic, uh, to give some advice on how to throw the perfect, but also manageable and achievable and affordable and all-around awesome holiday party. Uh, Allison talks about her new column on our Basically website called party tricks. Uh, Emil doles out all sorts of advice about, um, you know, how much booze to put out, where to put all the ice, shrimp cocktails, crudite, all those party essentials for your holiday shindig. But before we get started, I wanted to remind you about an offer from BA that is great for a holiday gift. Our gift box includes a one-year subscription to the magazine, an exclusive tote bag, three of BA's best cookie recipes, a cookie dough scoop, a stasher reusable silicon bag, and two score bars for the spiced snickerdoodle crunch cookie recipe in the December issue. Gift yours, or you know, just go ahead, get one for yourself by going to bonappetit.com slash foodcast. And now let's do this. Allison Roman, I love a holiday party. I love, are we recording right now? Yeah, we're recording. Oh, wow. This is the start of the podcast. <laughs> ABR, <laughs> always be recording. Um, great. I also love a holiday party. Uh, I do too. <laughs> Emil's here. Forgot I, about you, Emil. I love it. <laughs> uh, word on the street also, Roman, is that you have a new column for both basically at mm-hmm. eatbasically.com, Emil's mm-hmm. website. Yes. And uh, the pages of Bon Appetit. It's true. What's it called? It's called Party Tricks. Tell us about it. Party tricks. Uh, it's basically a basically. It's, I know I can't stop myself. That wasn't intentional. I see it as a, a non-recipe sort of idea-based way to throw better parties. To kind of encourage you to say, "I can do this." It doesn't have to be like ripped from the pages of Martha Stewart. I can do one thing that's going to make my life a lot easier and hopefully this party a lot more fun. Well, it's also, and it's not like, like you said, it's not recipes that you have to like, you know, sit down and like read out and like make a shopping list for. It's no. just kind of like ideas for living a better it's life. It's basically my journal. It's my party journal. <laughs> Ooh, party journal. I like yeah. that. I think, and we're going to talk about this today, about holiday parties in particular, but I think for so many of us, we make entertaining more difficult and more stressful than it needs to be. Is that Every fair? time. Every time. Yeah. I just had a party this and weekend. And, not to brag. And but... you've partied enough to learn a few <laughs> lessons over the years. I have. And, and everyone said, oh my God, were you were you running around all day prepping for this? And I was like, no, I kind of started throwing things together around four. And, you know, a very casual four-hour prep. But years of experience leading up to that four exactly. hours. Exactly. Exactly. You can't do that overnight. No, you cannot. It's like training for the Olympics. Well, and you can't do that, like, kind of casual, like, spending, you know, just, like, four hours putting it together if you haven't already, like, made some kind of a plan, like, yeah. a few days before. Like, ha- you don't want to be shopping oh, four no, hours was. before. I was. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, no, just... I literally just threw stuff together. But that's also the, the, part, the part that I like to bring up, which is it doesn't have to be this insane thing. I didn't make that much stuff. I just kind of bought a few things, set some stuff out, had so much wine. You didn't, had you, a didn't martini make, you didn't make the wine? No, I didn't. Oh, we're going to get to Martini Station right now. Because we're oh, going okay. right, to start on the holiday party. I had to throw a, what is it, in the new issue of Bon Appetit, Emil, what's this story called that you edited? It is called, well, I didn't edit, I tag teamed it with Sarah Jampel. Yes. Mm-hmm. How to throw a totally manageable, crazy delicious 
not at all stuffy holiday party. All right, so we're going to kind of refer to this and our own sort of life lessons. Um, talking about throwing a great holiday party, and we're going to start with the most important thing, the booze. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you, Allison, said in this meeting the other day between Emil, me, and you that never served mixed cocktails Mm-mm. at a holiday party. But, no. But you just said you have a martini no, bar. No, no, no. I said never serve individual cocktails. Like, I'm not trying to... I'm not... I'm, trying to be a mixologist at my own party. <laughs> You're not okay? trying to stand at like no, the, there's you not, know, no, there's no front, like, shaker. Suspenders, yeah. braces, <laughs> bracers. Are those called bracers? Do you wear around the, around the shirt sleeves, you know, that keep the shirt sleeves You know up? what's funny is know. that I feel like it, I want to say that's a dated reference, but I was recently at a bar and it's not. They still dress like that. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> um, No, and like no cocktail that has to be individually mixed. I'm not doing that. I think that if you have a mixed cocktail, which I had, I had 50-50 martinis, which is two ingredients, they are dry vermouth and gin. So you pre-batch them. I pre-batch them, and oh. then you kind of pre-daily them. My friend Robbie, who works for Plymouth Gin, he does, you know, batch cocktails for events. And I was like, oh, I should do that for my party. And he, you know, recommends that you pre-dilute with a little bit of water, and that way, when you pour it over ice, you're not you don't have to mix. So you're getting you're basically able to just like take the picture mm-hmm. of like pre-mixed martinis pour it over ice and then you've got like a, mar- a yeah, martini yeah and i set out a little thing of olives and cocktail so you're, onions so, so you're serving them on the rocks not uh, no no no. i no. literally just put that so mix confused. in a jar in a jar okay so water gin vermouth okay in a jar yes next to some cute little bespoke jars of olives onions and olive brine and then i said if you want to make a martini just pour this mixture i labeled it 50 50 martini over ice. But no, over ice, so yeah, they're on the rocks. Yeah, but I'm not doing it for you. No, what I'm saying, but you're not you're not putting them on ice and asking people to strain that no, into no, no, an no, up no, glass. No, 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 no. You, you don't just need literally to. pour it over like a glass of water, except it's all alcohol. I know, I understand what, uh, what <laughs> so a cocktail a on the rocks yeah, is. is really I just want to make sure. I understand what most, you're Listen, about. in America, most people perceive a martini as being served up in a martini coupe. Oh, yeah, so that's we're... garbage. That doesn't, I don't have those. <laughs> yeah. I think martini glasses should all be burned. <laughs> I don't, glass isn't, glass isn't that burnable usually, but if it, unless it gets really hot. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I want to anything <laughs> if it gets hot enough. <laughs> Matt, Emil, you're also a big batch fan. What other cocktails do you like to serve in that sort of batched fashion? I mean, the Negroni is a super Ooh, like mm-hmm. super easy batchable cocktail. I mean, yeah. it's three ingredients in equal proportion. And so it's are. like... Uh, that's gin. So just like a seven, 750 milliliter bottle of gin, a 750 milliliter bottle of sweet vermouth, and a 750 of uh, Campari. My issue with uh, Negronis, having worked with Pam Druckerman, our current, what's Pam's title? Chief business officer? Chief, Chief revenue Queen. officer of Condé Nast? Queen. Pam, Pam likes a Qu- ne- Queen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Queen of Condé Nast. Uh. She likes herself a Negroni. Um, there is a lot of alcohol and sugar in a Negroni. If you yeah. have a couple, you're... You know. Well, well I here's think... the thing about alcohol, Adam. <laughs> it makes you feel bad. And well, I thought it makes you feel good. It does, until it doesn't. <laughs> but there's I'm saying like yes, a night of Negronis is bad, but so is a night of literally any other kind of alcohol if you drink enough of it. Yeah, but as Emil said, a Negroni is one part alcohol, another part alcohol, and another part alcohol, which has all the two of the three have a fair amount of sugar. Whereas some drinks, like my vodka soda, is very clean oh, yeah, and crisp a, with vodka and how water, yeah, you, and, and no no sugar involved. So I'm just saying certain drinks are do a little bit more damage. Than well, that. But you're I like think, a wellness blogger. <laughs> I think basically. you're also bringing up a, a point though that is like you want to have. It's I think it's really nice if you're hosting to have like 
a pre-batch cocktail that's kind of ready to go that people can pour into a glass and enjoy. But it's not the idea is not that everybody's drinking that cocktail all night. Mm-hmm. Like people are bringing you. You told people to bring wine. You were really specific. One about bottle a person. What you? Yeah, one bottle a person. Yeah, like, one bottle. Can per you couple. guys reiterate on that, please? Yeah, it's one bottle a person, and if you are with another person, they also need to bring a bottle because I said a bottle a person. Because not over, a bottle, o- a couple. Over the course yeah. of an evening at a big party when you're you there for three hours. A bottle of wine. At yeah. least. Let's be honest. Uh, I mean, In, unless, yeah. yeah. Unless you're like, oh, I'm going to show up and be at this party for one half of one hour and then I will leave. I ask you, you know, do, which like even then it is still the generous thing to bring. Oh, yeah. Okay. More than you yes. think that you're going to drink. They're putting out for you. You should put out for them, so to speak. What about <laughs> what about <laughs> thoughts on type of wine to bring, whether fizzy or chilled or red or any any advice? My rule of thumb is is don't bring anything that you wouldn't be happy drinking yourself. And also don't bring anything that you would be bummed if you didn't get to drink. Yeah, or don't bring. <laughs> so bring something you so, like, but n- nothing too nice. D- don't bring the like. Yeah. You know, I don't. Uh, I don't know who this imaginary person I I am imagining who like has like a cellar full of like wine that they're like you know saving and for years and years or whatever. But like, don't bring the bottle that you're like I've been waiting for five years to taste. Yeah. Just a glass of this, <laughs> and then like somebody pulls it out of the bathtub and like opens it and is drinking it from the right. bottle. Well, we've had that, and also as the, as a party host when Simone and I used to throw holiday parties before our life got overrun by having a child and stuff mm. um someone would bring a really nice bottle and you know people are coming in and just throw, you know sticking these bottles at you with a bow mm-hmm. on it you're like thanks i'm gonna put it over here and then you notice later like oh wow they bought me like a 2011 burgundy and i never even tasted that and who knows like one of a well, friends drank it you yeah know? i think whoa, you're whoa, dealing whoa, whoa. i think your social circles are at a different <laughs> uh i think we're talking about two different types of parties but you know that did happen to me <laughs> bell cushing brought a really nice bottle of like Cornel sent like a funky, weird pet nat, kind of like before I even knew what that was, brought it to like my 26th birthday party and gave it to me. He was like, this is a very special bottle. And I was like, cool. I put it in the back of the fridge. And then at some point later in the evening, I see like, like three of my idiot it. friends standing around with mugs Being like, full the of wine it. is bad. And they're like, they're like all like looking at each other really weird. And I'm like, what do you guys got? They're like, this wine, it tastes like kombucha. And I was like, give me that. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, on the other hand, I also have had the experience where people bring wine that they want to drink at the party. And then an hour goes by and they realize somebody has already opened it and the bottle's gone. Yeah. And and I think that that's okay. Like you have to be prepared yeah. for that. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's a nice or an overly expensive bottle, but the idea that, oh, I'm bringing this because I really want to drink it, then get there, open it and pour yourself a glass and then give it to the party gods because it's never going to, it's works. just not going to be back in your hands yeah. again. Well, let me ask you this, Roman. When was the last time you had a keg delivered to your apartment? Never. Really? A meal? Uh, never. I really, I don't, think that having a keg at a party makes no, sense. I, no. Well, I think it's almost always, first, it's almost always more beer than you actually want. Most people don't know how to operate the thing, the like, the pumping. I don't pumping want that in my and house. The and then, That's disgusting. And oh then it's God, like, ca- and then oh, when the- are you going to, so so then you have, you're left with like a third of a keg left over at the end of the night, and then and then it just is in your apartment or in your house. And then you have to. It's like a pet. I don't want to take care of it. Oh my God. It's going to go bad. Uh, 
The I don't like it. The disdain on your face when you said that's disgusting. First of all, okay. I all right. Also, what are you gonna do? You're gonna put out red solo cups? Or yes, people? red solo Forget cups are the best. It. It's a question of which size you get: the little guys or the big guys. Anyways, I so I got a keg of, of some years ago for one of the holiday parties, and which everyone forgets. I, I got that keg. Yeah, yeah, I just to be clear, like Adam's like, I got this keg. Yeah, Adam, like, you well, I called New York Beverage Company. Yeah. Adam, we should rank all of your former <laughs> assistants and how good they were or not good at bringing <sighs> beer to parties. Well, Emil had worked in a bar before. Right before the way I he hired him, the I beer hired in those him. coolers yes. was bar none. You made me write about like three good. different times. Yes, I hired a meal from a bar. Anyways, yes, you ordered it, got it delivered. But the problem, which I think a lot of us have, in there's that ridiculous sort of um, keg parlance is that a oh, yeah. half keg is actually what most of us think of as a full keg. A quarter keg is what we think of as like a pony half keg. keg. Right. Yeah. So it's like if you're gonna order a keg and you want one of the little little guys. Order a quarter keg. That well, you can also cute, get it. Actually, if I were doing like a summer party, I wouldn't do a keg, a quarter no, you keg. You don't need a full a one. Party. Yeah, but a quarter keg's fine. It's a sixth is also, which is like a sixth of a keg. Oh, that's, they look more like a fire extinguisher? Yes. Yeah. That's kind. I think that's really the size realistically. That or you just want. a few six packs. Well, yeah, but the, but then right. it comes down to like fridge space and whatnot. I know. Yeah. But, yeah, but nothing's going in your fridge. You shouldn't be putting, mm-hmm. and I think that's like a, that is a big an important point for holiday party hosting is that you want like a bucket, you want a tub, like one of those big like aluminum galvanized, galvanized mm-hmm. yeah. buckets full of ice and drinks, or put it in your bathtub, put it somewhere. But you well, don't want to get people, to that. But listen, you don't want you don't want people reaching opening your fridge. You, and yeah, but you, you have a fire you escape. That's a good you don't place. want them to, but they will, as evidenced by your friends who took Bell's fancy bottle of wine. People are going in your fridge, and that's what I was going to say. When you have a party, and we're going to go on a few tangents here really do a tight fridge edit and freezer edit before your party because people mm. are going to be jamming things in there and taking things. You want some room in the freezer for as much ice as you can fit in there? Well, here's the thing. My fridge and freezer unit is like comically small. It okay. is it yeah, is maybe like... a quarter the size of an average. It's not a mini fridge. It's bigger than a mini fridge, smaller than a regular fridge. Oh, yeah. And the freezer is full of God knows what. There's like someone like gave me ground meat from an animal oh, they slaughtered, God. and like I'm not <laughs> gonna throw that an away. <laughs> yes, um, you should throw that away. <laughs> no, it's good. Is it? Yeah. Is it? It's artisanal. Um, I'm with Allison on this one. Yeah, thank I'm a you. real freezer hoarder. And there's just like there's just general stuff. I as you can imagine, I often have like many things in my kitchen that I need to freeze or use for another time. But I did clean out the fridge, but even still, it, it held like eight bottles of wine. So Roman, you have this bathtub strategy. Talk yeah. to us about that. Well, it was born from this from this reason, is that I, I can't put ice even in my freezer. So every person that came over, they opened my freezer to put the ice in it. And I was like, no, 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 it goes in the bathtub. And they're like, in the bath? I was like, put it in the bathtub. So it goes in the bathtub, and then the drinks go in the bathtub. So you fill a bathtub with ice. You don't have to fill it, but there needs to be like a good base layer. My bathtub also isn't slanted, so I I do like half of it. Oh, I stack half of it with ice, and then, you know, you do like half seltzer, half wine, and beer. I also have another small cooler that I use for other reasons. Cooler is a great thing to have. Yeah. So what about what about the issue? Sorry, of in terms of whether it's coolers, your galvanized tub, you've got ice having like towels around or setting a towel beach towel on the floor don't you find that water gets sort of dripped and whatnot it's a good as a safety measure i think and it's gonna there's gonna i be didn't think of it but yeah that would have been a good idea <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad idea last time i did that though not this not this pint but the time before i left somebody left a bag of ice next to the bathtub not in it and it leaked under like in the radiator where next to the bathtub is and in the morning i got a text from my neighbors that uh. were like 
is your bathtub okay? Because there is a strange liquid dripping into oh, our yeah. bathroom. What about, um, do you always like the one thing with like when people, and I don't know if I should be judgmental or not, but you know when people bring the re-gifted bottle of like champagne or whatever to your party, mm-hmm. you know they someone brought that to their party and then they're just bringing it to if yours. If it's good uh, champagne though, why? You're, like, you're fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I do it all the time, and, and so does everybody in this room, because we have all been gifted a, sh- a free bottle from like a pretty nice place that maybe we wouldn't buy ourselves, but we're happy to have. There is zero problem in bringing that to someone else's party, but that is a very niche thing that almost only happens to people <laughs> in media or publishing. Right. But I mean, I think if somebody, I mean, I think it depends. If if it was a if I would not bring, you cannot bring the crappy bottle that somebody brought over to your house for a dinner party that you didn't drink. No. And then bring that over to somebody else's party. That's not okay. Well, that yeah. happens definitely. But you know, if it's something nice. Um, what about b- before we move on to food? Um, what about water? Do you put out water for your guests to quote unquote stay hydrated throughout there was, the evening? There was water in that martini. I, I told <laughs> you it was like <laughs> diluted. Beer has a lot of water. Yeah, in it. I put mostly, out. I put out soda alcohol. water. I put out seltzer. Yeah. And if people want regular water, there there's a tap. There's a tap. I yeah. feel like there are also several They're things. They're not babies. They can do it themselves. I, I know, have but like you a... have to remind them sometimes. It's like when you go to yeah, those. Yeah, I make my, I make my like every hour on the hour reminder to hydrate. I yeah, think it's... You turn off the music and you're like, everybody, hydrate. Don't drink too much. Text your mom. Um, oh, when God. do you have to? I feel like dad's being made fun of here. You know, no, 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 no. Be... I am, I am no. the per- member at your wedding, even though I may have, <laughs> even though I may have been a, the drunkest person there, I did remind everyone to hydrate. Yeah. Didn't but you, do anyone you were, any- at what time? Were... Like 1 a.m.? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I also think that I have a kind of a short list of, for years when people were like, oh, what can I bring? I was like, nothing. Don't worry about it. Just wine, whatever. And when people get kind of insistent, now I'm just like, seltzer. Yeah, always. Like, always. Like a 12-pack of seltzer. Mm-hmm. Like another bag of ice. There are yes. things that like you cannot have too much yeah. of. Yes. And seltzer and ice are pretty much those two things. Yeah. So like if somebody's asking, don't be like, oh, no, you're fine. Just, you know, they want to help. They want to feel like they're special. Mm-hmm. It's annoying when those people, when you're like, oh, yeah, actually bring this. They're like, oh, I don't know if I can. Like, you're like, why'd you ask? Yeah, why'd you ask if you can bring something? Is that an empty offer? Don't ever say what can I bring if you are not prepared to make one inconvenient stop. Bring, yeah. bring Pocky sticks. Well, I, you, know, I, you know I have cases of those at <laughs> yes. home, so that is no problem for me. All right, let's talk about food because I think most people, um, yeah, you want to get the booze right, but people are like, okay, I can go buy some alcohol. I, I can figure that out. Yeah, plan Making on Making food or getting enough food and what to serve, I think that's far more intimidating for, yeah. for most of us. Yeah, don't do that. There's, I feel like for you know all of us, we have a tiered system of friends that we would trust with certain things. There are a few people that I would say, okay, you can pick out the cheese. You know what to do. Oh. I trust you. Beyond that, I I invite you into my home because I'm cooking for you. Okay, so let's talk about this party you had uh, the other night, Allison, <laughs> which you actually invited me to. Thank you very much. Hey, you're welcome. What did you serve and what was what was the strategy? Um, the strategy was um, do as little as possible. Okay. Have everything be out and done, essentially served by nine. I think like the stress of refilling things yeah, and cutting things and other than, you know, the ham. I made a ham. Well, so let's, 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 let's break it down. So ham, can we, talk, can we start with the ham? Yeah, let's start with the ham. I think if you're throwing a holiday party, you got to have a ham. It was a last minute edition. On, a, on a big cutting board and meal, you know my love of the ham. I write about it every you year. Love but ham. it's like, I want a big bone in. <laughs> it doesn't have to be bone in, but like it on does. a cutting board, it's, it's nice. And you can, the thing about buying a ham is like, they're already cooked. You buy a smoked bone in ham, mm-hmm. you put it in the oven, you heat it up, you make some sort of glaze. I'll just get like some rum and some like, uh, what's that called? Um, Sugar. Jam sort of stuff. Marmalade. Um, marmalade mm. sort of stuff. And you heat it up in a pan, maybe a little mustard in there. You slather the ham. Wow. And, 
it comes out, you score it, you do that little diamond thing. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. And yeah. then you put it on a cutting board with a knife and some little. We're talking about but, your your ham or my ham? Well, I'm talking any ham. Oh. I'm just talking <laughs> I thought, about yeah, I, I'm sorry. I thought you were like, oh, can I hear about your ham? And oh. then all of a sudden we're talking the, about marmalade. This is a convo we're having. I'm just part <laughs> sharing that. I think and it's, no, I it's, it's, it's that. nice to have that one thing where people can help themselves too. So you got these little rolls or a little mini Whoa. rye breads or whatever and some yeah. like cornichons or mustard. It's like you were there. That is all that I, I did all of that. I also think the important I think the important thing, whether it's a ham or something else, you need something that feels like substantial food. Mm-hmm. And it's the thing that's nice about a ham is all you have to do is pay for it, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Pay for it and heat it up and put out the accoutrement. Mm-hmm. I think you can totally go, you know, in our December issue, we have a bunch of kind of like large format mains. We've got like kind of like a roast beef sort of situation. There's like, you know, you can do like a pulled pork sandwich situation if you don't want to shell out for like the whole ham. Like there are a lot of options, but you need something that people can like get some. The first thing I do when I go to a holiday party is find that thing, sit and like make myself You eat. front load. A, a substantial amount of food. Because I've also, having hosted these parties before, like you always say that thing like, oh man, no one's eating the ham. But by 1 a.m., oh, all of yeah. a sudden, it's gone. The whole yeah. Yeah. Somebody, What happened? Somebody's in the corner yeah. like gnawing on the bone. I saved the bone. Oh, but the it, bone. It, was, it was, I thought the ham, I was like, oh, there's no way people are even going to eat half of this. Yeah. And then I woke up in the morning to like a basically not on ham bone left yeah. on my kitchen counter. Yeah. It's like a fossil. So let's talk shrimp cocktail. You wrote about that in the November issue of Bon Appetit. December. December. December? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And your that was your second column. Yes. Uh, party tricks, uh, in the pages of Bon Appetit. Um, so how do, I don't I think shrimp cocktail for most of us is one of those things you go to a nice restaurant like oh let's get shrimp cocktail mm-hmm. you order it. I don't think most people serve it. So what can we give some basic shrimp cocktail advice? Yeah, I think it depends. For me, um, it's about how many people are coming. Right. And for this specific event, I felt like there was going to be more people there than I felt comfortable like dealing with the the whole shrimp situation. So I did cut one corner and I bought them shelled. Oh, yeah. Mm. Sure. So and and deveined. So but they were raw. So I I poached them myself. Okay, but not cooked. Not cooked. So you poached them. What was the poaching liquid? Um, Just like a big pot of salted water with like a cut up onion, some bay Mm -hmm. leaves, thyme, um, halved lemon. Okay. What else did I throw in? Some so, celery. So you do that just till opaque? Mm-hmm. And then do you plunge them in ice water? Or what I do don't. You do? No, I oh, cook them. No, I, I, I pull them just under, and that uh-huh. way the heat carries over. You put them on a sheet tray so they cool faster. Okay. And then into a refrigerator. That's a, I feel the same way. I mean, this is a little bit of a tangent with certain blanched vegetables, where like <laughs> if you just pull, like, you know, people get all freaked out about like pulling things out of boiling water, putting them I in ice, ice water bath to cool. Anything. You take it out just before it's ready yeah. and it, yeah, it's gonna carry over cook a little it's bit. It's like pasta. But... You wanna pull it before it's ready yeah, and then you cook the I rest of it in the I'm gonna wet. disagree with that. I think with vegetables, especially if you want to like preserve the night nice bright greenness of a vegetable, you putting in the ice No bath. one has ever complained about the brightness of my blanched vegetables. Ooh. And I've never bl- I don't shock. Have they, have they complimented yeah, you? Really? They, these hmm. vegetables are so green. Uh, how many say. how many guests do you think you had and how many shrimp did you end up buying? I bought five pounds of what, shrimp. What that depends on size. So and how many, they were, how they many were shrimp? on the smaller side. They were smaller than I wanted, but they only had three options. So how many per pound? Um, they were, they were not twenty one thirties. They were the next size up. So they weren't that small, but they were. Okay, so you're saying about twenty a pound? Maybe somewhere in there. So maybe maybe you bought a hundred shrimp. Yeah, maybe. Okay, and then what do you do for a cocktail sauce? Oh, this is we have an issue with this. Oh my god, I know. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, well, it, basically, my argument for a cocktail sauce, especially within the context of this column, which is supposed to make you feel good and relaxed and like you can do anything, <laughs> not shameful if you don't like a certain ingredient. <laughs> 
that basically you want to start with ketchup. And then from there, you want to make sure it's acidic enough. So I like to use uh, lots of fresh lemon juice. I've been known to add a splash of white wine vinegar if I'm Ooh, feeling nice. saucy. Wow. Um, and then you want something spicy. And so traditionally, yes, it is prepared horseradish. But I take issue with the little bitsy thread parts of the horseradish sometimes. And I thought maybe adding something like harissa would be nice. And guess what? I was right. It is nice. And it's delicious, and you're gonna love it. You don't I, need to add horseradish. You you have to have horseradish in cocktail sauce. No, like, I'm sure nobody, all, I'm sure all your drunk friends enjoyed the free shrimp cocktail. Hey, but some that, of them were pregnant and not <laughs> drinking, and they also enjoyed it. So thank you. But guess what? I did put a little horseradish in there because I was able to procure a fresh horseradish root oh, at the farmers market. I know, I know how this sounds, but. It is a different flavor, and I I like it, and I don't always buy it. And I thought, oh well. But that's I think, nice. but can I say what what I think is nice about the prepared horseradish is that it has that uh, vinegar in mm-hmm. it already yeah. for what you were talking about adding a little. Yeah, I mean, that where, is nice. where do you fall on horseradish and cocktail sauce? You know, I really don't want to get it in you two. No, just come like on. Now, what, a... what, what, what what do you like horseradish and cocktail sauce? It's not I, bad. I don't hate it. I, I just I, don't I'm think it's necessary. I'm asking a meal. Okay. I'm talking. Right, well. I like horseradish in my cocktail sauce. I like to be very horseradishy and spicy. I'm op- I had the Harissa cocktail sauce and I thought it was delicious. Okay, what um what else what else are you serving at like a holiday party meal? So we have like a shrimp cocktail, we've got some sort of big roast. What else do you like in the mix? Well, I think that the thing and and Allison wrote about this actually in her November column and we also talked about it in this holiday party primer, but you really you don't need to make everything exactly. yourself. There's yes. there's there, there's a there's a really nice in between where it's not something that is like fully purchased, ready to go, and is not like a, a labor. And that's just kind of like marinating some things yourself, whether that's like some coins of salami, some chunks of cheese, some like olives or like roasted mushrooms or something like that. Just like throwing together like a quick marinade and pouring that over something makes it feel, and putting it on a, on a nice platter, on a nice plate. Toothpicks toothpicks. Maybe? Oh, I love, love toothpicks. To- nothing says party like toothpicks. Um, you know, I, I think that that is, you want to focus on the things that you're kind of bringing home and then gussying up. Canned fish is great for that. Mm-hmm. You put out a bunch of canned fish on I Saturday, did. but yeah. you open some cans and then you have like some Just utensils. Just like some cans and, of bumblebee tuna. Well, they were tins. What, they the were f- tins. <laughs> tins. And not Sorry. semantics, but yes, they yeah. were tins. But you know, and some yes, tins from of Portugal. nice sardines or like, you know, Ugh. oysters or like mussels or squid or something like that. And then put out some bread, some butter, a little bit of salt. for his birthday every year. Yeah. yeah. Just a cake made <laughs> out of. Well, can you mention that? Because you said bread. I think it's imperative that there is something carby on your sort of party buffet. Mm. Just for your, I, I'm often the guy, it's like 10, 30 p.m. And I'm like, oh my God, I haven't eaten anything yet. I've just been too busy yammering and drinking. And I'm like, I just need something that I can like soak up. The booze well, the ham's just... a good idea for that reason because mm. you're generally well because you're putting out oh, rolls. If you have rolls with you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't have a ham without a carby thing. So yeah. that to me is two birds, one stone. Okay, see, I like that. Yeah. Chips, I, I, I feel like, like chips. It's also, chips. really nice when you've got kind of dips and crudite to also have kind of just chunks of bread. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like a nice like you know you get a carrot, but you're also just like oh I just need a hunk of focaccia or sourdough or something. Can we? You have a great point in your party primer. Although one of our readers, I forget her name, I have to check it out. Uh, she wrote in to let us know it's actually pronounced primer, not primer. And I'm like, I kind of know that, but I'm not going to say primer. Nobody says primer. I think British people do. Well, yeah, British people also, they also say garage. They also call garage. the elevator a lift. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening, listener whose name I forgot, nice young lady, uh, she was very nice. It was, it was a nice note. Um, we're going to say primer. Uh, but number 10, rule number 10, Emil, you say, but don't forget the veg. Vegetables are the underdog of a party spread. 
but but what oh here we go but what raw cucumbers lack in cheer pickled cucumbers make up for in zip zing and crunch after a few glasses of punch and the better half of a cheese board they'll seesaw you back to balance i like cucumbers I love cucumbers. Well, I mean, I also and these think, are like house, like house pickled, homemade pickled. You know, I think that for me, this is this is a really great recipe from Andy Baragani here for these spicy pickled cucumbers. But I, I think that I have started to get a little bit away from the like mixed crudite situation and have been more interested in just kind of like almost like a mini like one vegetable salad. Mm. You know, just seasoned chunks of daikon or something which is like a little vinegar and salt like cucumbers like this which are just kind of like vinegared and have some chili flake and a little dill on them just something that like is already itself seasoned it's not just like a vehicle mm-hmm. yeah um, can you imagine how particular and exacting an andy baragani holiday party would be in his apartment oh he was probably mortified yeah at mine yeah um <laughs> yeah basically i don't know i feel like so i i agree with you on this the only thing as a party goer that I've run into with this exact situation is your hands get all dirty. Wait, wait dirty you mean because you're picking like, up the pickle? Yeah, pickled... because people say, oh, do you season your crudite with salt and lemon? And and I was and I have. But sometimes people pick it up and they're not expecting like a wet vegetable. That's why I have mm. their, my fingerprints all over your drapes. <laughs> <laughs> Does dessert have any place at a holiday party spread? I mean... My position on that, and this is also kind of like maybe cheap because I'm not a like that. I don't bake that much. I don't like, you know, I don't crave sweets that often. So I'm fine not putting out dessert at a holiday party. And I'll tell you why. Partially is because every other like every space that you're in from like, you know, after Thanksgiving until the new year, it's just like there are cookies. There's like sweets. There's just like, you know, cookie trays and whatever everywhere. And I don't think you really need. I don't think you need that at no, your I holiday think it's, party. I think it's a little extra. I think yeah. unless you're. Ha- I think that's more dinner party. Yes, party party. No. Yeah. yeah, I've had like two experiences. One time for my God, my thirtieth birthday. I want to say uh, Adam Sachs and Brett Martin somehow had like twelve dozen uh, Krispy Kremes delivered at midnight. That's oh wow! Cool. That was kind of cute. Krispy Kreme had just opened in New York, and that was like Ooh, a yeah. big thing. And then another time, the we- year was twenty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was two thousand or something. Uh, and then the other time, one time at our old apartment on Barrow Street, you remember that um, cream puff place called Beard Papa? Yeah, the Japanese place mm-hmm. with. with why is why is Che laughing? Or Che is our producer today, and she's like giggling, Papa. Like anyway, because it's like, it's a, like a hysterical, kid. weird thing to reference. I love it. But we bought a bunch of boxes of Beard Papa cream puffs, and then did that thing around midnight. We brought them out, like, "Hey guys, we got cream puffs." Hello, everybody. Beard Papa. <laughs> People freaked out. I'm not like other dads. I'm a cool dad. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's. I, I think the point you're making is like a good one. You know, it's like buying something is like an option if you really feel yeah. like you want to have a sweet and you want that to feel like a thing um i like the donut idea yeah and, i, I and think this, anything you're buying or bringing is fine yeah, but right don't i'm not i'm not yourself. making beautiful christmas cookies to show absolutely not right i mean one thing that we do talk about in this primer or this primer for our uh, british <laughs> friend is you know you can make something and kind of have it at the door for people to take home if they want like if you want to make <laughs> andy's got this oh allison listen god god bless martha stewart because i admire the hell out of her but like the whole like bring a little can gift we can home. we do can we do, can this be the first installment of my new contribution to the podcast called yeah, yeah i'm not gonna do that <laughs> yes <laughs> okay. go ahead okay so yeah i'm not gonna do that 
When people have like the, the weird cellophane paper that's kind of orangish looking look, with look, a bow, look, look. and there's a little brittle, there's it's, Christmas brittle in there. It's gonna, it works for some people. Some people are into that; they want to do it. I feel like more power to them. I'm, I'm not necessarily gonna do it, but I think that it is nice to give somebody something to, to take. I'd rather, I'd, I'd, you that, a I'd rather that you have, a, I'd rather that you have a meatball bar at your party than than peppermint people, bark. Just meatball. It's like in the Wedding Singer when he gets uh, his payment for yeah. the like singing <laughs> lessons he's giving, like in meatballs, and she just gives him. Piano lessons. Oh, piano lessons. Gives um, him the meatballs in his hand. I had some people text me that night or the next day saying that they took ham with them in their car home. In their pocket. Like, basically, (laughs) yeah. And and how grateful they were to have that salty, meaty snack. I got home and I reached into my pocket and I had a handful of ham and mustard. Well, the one thing I'll say about ham, and I had this incident at my birthday, which Roman stopped by. It was kind of an impromptu birthday get together a few weeks ago where um, we ordered a bunch of Chinese food. And then because that wasn't enough, I asked my brother and Adam Sachs once again to show up with a bunch of Popeyes. And the amount of sodium in those two foods, plus way too much to drink, I woke up at 4 a.m. and I thought I was literally dead. You're just like pucker. (laughs) I'm like, I can't talk. (laughs) There'd been no one puffier in the world. Yeah. Um, Okay. You you'd mentioned about cooking throughout the day and it's okay to buy stuff let's talk about the logistics of throwing a party because Mm -hmm. one thing you're doing like oh my god i have to actually clean my apartment for instance oh do i have enough lights do i need to go buy this or that Mm -hmm. like there's all those things that you don't think about until you're like oh my god people are coming over in four hours yeah i think that there's a few things there's like a general mental checklist and i did this too because i was didn't really give this party too much thought but cups plates napkins trash bags Trash bags. Yeah. Yep. And then paper towels. Paper towels. Yes. Yes. Like basic basic utility things. Do you like, have, but do you have do you have hand towels in your bathroom, for instance? So that was one thing that I forgot. I had put them in my my apartment has a weird setup, and I store my linens in the hallway that's outside my apartment. And by the time I realized there was can no anyone, hand can towel, they, can no one could, I couldn't them? access that. No, I was I was I meant to bring them out, mm. but I forgot. But there had been barricaded by coats and things, oh, so gotcha. I couldn't reach them and. Oh, well, so I put a roll of paper towels and I wasn't the end of the world. I yeah. didn't let it ruin my night. Let's no, put it that way. You know, and I think that that is just like generally a big hosting thing. It's like you can't get hung up on no. th- like something's not going to go yeah. like how you wanted it to go. And that's just every like, time. And as long as, long, as long as it's not the booze, then Look, everything will be fine. Right. You know, I, and, right. and Zach Kaplan, Julia Kramer's husband, has like a, a, a mantra mm. that he recites when Julia's like, I'm sorry to take her story, but when when she's like panicking about like, oh, this thing didn't work out. Like, I don't know if it's not getting crispy. This recipe isn't working. What am I going to do? He's like, Julia, it's a free meal. <laughs> he yeah. does say that at any, like, any party or And you're event. like, you know what? It's like just an important it's important framing. You're yeah. inviting people over to your house. You cleaned up before. You're going to clean up after. Mm-hmm. They're eating food. You're like, you know, yeah. th- they're breaking things in your apartment. Yeah. Like, I think that it's, there's there's a few things that people need to remember when they are hosting, and this sort of ties back into the general ethos of this basically column, party tricks, which is generosity. And also, like, you have to kind of accept things um, in a way that you kind of suspend from your everyday life. Yeah. Like, you have to understand that things are probably not going to go super well all the time. You have to be willing to pay up front for all of this stuff provide extra wine, provide like a sick ham and and all that stuff and not ask for anything in return. You can't be annoyed that someone drank that bottle you wanted to drink. Totally. You can't be annoyed that nobody offered to X, Y, or Z. Or because you, know what, you know what like my wife will get annoyed with? Like the fact that someone didn't email the next day to say thank you. And it's like, 
I get it, but you're also like that person's probably really hungover and they got caught up doing something else and, and like I don't tell know. her thank you for the for your birthday party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell her thank you for yeah, all thank you. But it's like, you know, people going out with their things, it's like whatever. Yeah, exactly. You can't like you are being generous and it's like you it's not on them. You it's gotta, nice. You know. It's nice. I it's when nice. I think of it, I remember to do it, but totally. if I don't, I would hate for someone to be upset that I didn't. And I offer people that come to my parties the same courtesy. Like it's not well, required. But I think it's also like I mean, obviously that's a slightly different story, but is about managing your own expectations and you know whether it's what people are supposed people to bring or how they're down. supposed to behave or like whatever you just if you want something to happen you have to be explicit about it if you want people yeah. to only bring sparkling wine that is not cheap prosecco like you got to say yeah. please bring sparkling wine n- nothing too cheap thanks yeah. you know what i mean like if otherwise you're setting yourself yeah, up be specific. to be but also i i have no problem letting my friends do things like do a round of dishes, take a load of trash down. When people say goodbye, if I think they're leaving the party too early and they're sober enough <laughs> to handle this chore, I have them take my trash downstairs for me. Wow, Ooh, I yeah. like that. Because I don't want to wake up and have 28 bags of yeah. bottles to deal with myself. So that has single-handedly provided me with so much relief the morning after. Like I think everyone should employ that. I like that. Um, a few more things. Uh, Emil, you had thoughts about your friends bringing friends to a party. Mm. Friends bringing friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that there's a difference between bringing a plus one who is like known to the group in some some way has some connection to other people there, but you're not rolling up with the four friends that you were at the bar with like before the party. You gotta like. Someone did that, but they cleared it with me. They're like, listen, I have some people in town. You Mm. don't know them. I have to be with them. So either I can bring them or I'm I'm gonna have to not be able to come. I think as a good general, I think uh, if you're invited to a party, you can bring a friend, but your friend can't bring their friends. Absolutely. And then you're like, wait, who are these people? Unless it's it's cleared in advance. And I think that that's like a really. Bring anyone. Right, unless, yeah, if your thing is bring anyone or, you know, you check in advance. And I feel like, you know, that is like super what your friend, the way your friend like Pose that totally. was like super respect. You're yeah. just like you, and you could have been like, you know what? This is actually a 12 person dinner party, and if you bring four more people, right. that's going to kind of blow this up. So I'm sorry next time. But that has been your point of meal is that you should know and your guests should know what kind of party you're throwing. Is this like a full on rager, come one, come all, or is it, oh, this is more of a soiree, cocktail gathering? Totally. Yeah, mm, and I think classy. You, you just have to mm. you just have to make that clear. And you know, I think I have it for a long time was kind of didn't know how to say no to people who were like trying to bring too many people I didn't know how to and I feel like I got myself into this habit of being like kind of almost too permissive Mm -hmm. and like then people are like oh anytime there's like a thing going on at Emile's house it's just kind of like whoever whenever it's basically like you're back at the co-op at Oberlin yeah but I started you know I (laughs) I started doing a thing sometimes with like a you know a Saturday night dinner party situation where like you know what very curated I, invite list. You know, it's like, oh, can I bring this person? Or did this person get invited? Can they come? And you're like, you know what? We're just going to have dinner, but they're like welcome to come at nine. Because yeah. we just don't have, we, we didn't get enough food. We're not set up for it, but we'd love to see them later mm-hmm. for drinks. Yeah, that's, you know. a good, that's a good rule. All right, well, guys, this has been fun. Emil, thank you as always. Well, thank you. Allison Roman, thanks for coming down. And we can check out your column, Party Tricks, mm-hmm. on eatbasically.com, which comes out once a month, correct? That's Emil? correct. And then in the pages of Bon Appetit. Yeah, that's right. Thanks for having me. The Bon Appetit Foodcast is produced by Carrie Polis and Christina Che and produced and edited by Emma Wartsman. Our theme music is by Nathaniel Wartsman. 
We have new episodes every Wednesday. And if you want to tell us about this or any other episode, email us at bonappetitfoodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.